Numbers chapter 6. Again, we're doing words that encourage. So we're kind of in a series of trying to find verses that hopefully will uplift you and will encourage you. Words that encourage. Numbers chapter 6. We're going to look at verses 22 through 27. Number six, 22 through 27. The Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise you shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance on thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Some things are easy to forget, amen? <laughs> Especially as we get older, right? But there's one thing that we may forget, and that is that God desires to bless us. We don't talk about this enough, I don't think. God desires to bless us. And in fact, he has already blessed us through his son. And so today, we're going to look at this blessing that God told the priest to offer to his people. And what I want you to walk out of today, which I think you already have this feeling this morning, is that God loves you. He is for you, and his desire is for you to be blessed. Let the Lord speak to your hearts this morning. This is from Stephen Wolf. I'm going to start off with a little illustration this morning. He says, Stephen Wolf says, in the region of Germany from where I come, there used to be many farms. It's a rural region, and people are somewhat stubborn. It is said simple, but also pious. A religious revival movement during the 19th century influenced the leper. This is what the people there are called to attend church again. But the pious farmers in Lip were also a little clever. Besides the churches, there were inns that were built where the men would drink their beer on Sunday mornings while the wives sang and prayed. One of the men, though, was assigned to warn the others in time who were still in the inn. For this one thing was clear, no one wanted to miss the blessing at the end of the service. I want to mention here that I'm glad that this custom has not been kept and it's not been spread worldwide and that the men too in our congregation attend Sunday service from beginning to end. But is this not somehow significant? There seems to be a special power in those last words spoken in the service. Even in the earlier times, nobody wanted to miss them. What is the meaning of this? Perhaps this is the answer. The blessing which sends us from church into everyday life is more than just a Bible text recited by the preacher. I'm not sure how you feel about this, but for me, the power of God is inherent in the blessing, and I have the feeling that with the blessing, the power is poured over me. You can look along here as well. It is good to be blessed. It is more than just listening. It is the feeling. It is the granting of God's presence about which is said that it is not only around me during Sunday service, but always and everywhere it surrounds me. The presence of God is perhaps not always felt to the same degree, even though it is always there. But through the blessing, we are reminded of it we are enclosed in God's love and caring actions. The blessing is simply more than spoken words. It is God's declaration of love to us and embrace for the whole world. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? The guys wanted to drink and they wanted to be in their pubs, 
when it came time to get the Lord's blessing, give me all that I can get, huh? Right? Very interesting. So today, again, we want to look at this idea. What is the blessing that God would bestow upon us? In the NIV here, verse 22, the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and the sons, this is how are you to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. The Lord bless you. What do you think of when you hear the word blessing? Say Amen. Just the fact that we can get up and breathe and for God's kindness, that's a great way to approach a blessing, yeah. Have you ever uh, noticed somebody in line on your way, maybe you're, you're leaving a server or someone, they tell you to have a blessed day rather than have a good day, right? There's something to that in there, right? What else do you think about when you hear blessing? Love and kindness, right? Have you ever heard people say, uh, ask the blessing, Right? You're trying to bless the food. You're trying to, may it really be useful for us, right? So there's a lot of things that can come to our minds when we hear blessing. I think a lot of us, maybe we think of a prayer. And it's interesting, even still, some people will respond to a a prayer in a special way. Uh, Elsie Linton said, uh, my niece took her two small children Christmas shopping and as a special treat, took them to Kresge's for lunch and they clambered up on two stools at the crowded lunch counter, and they ordered French fries and strawberry sodas. How's that sound? And as soon as they were served, they each grabbed a French fry, and they popped in their mouths, and they reached out for their sodas, and suddenly Chris called out, Tammy, we forgot the blessing. And immediately the two bowed, and their small voices rang out clearly. Thank you for the world so sweet. Thank you for the food we eat. Thank you for the birds that sing. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Amen. As the little prayer progressed, the hubbub around the counter ceased. The lady sitting next to them, about to light a cigarette, snapped the lighter shut, and forks and spoons were poised, and even the girl frying the hamburgers stood still. All of this observed from the half-bowed head and partially closed eyes of my somewhat ill-at-ease niece. <laughs> right? The blessing steps in, and all of a sudden everybody, not everybody in all cases, but in this case, there was a pause, right? There's a moment that we're asking, inviting God to come and work in our lives. Um, some people will think of blessing always as material prosperity, right? But it doesn't take much reading of the scripture to know that blessing is not always material. It can be material, but that's not always the way that is. As a matter of fact, what did Jesus say about blessing? You remember in the Beatitudes 2.5? Blessed are we when you mourn, right? Blessed are those who are persecuted, So again, I'm going to challenge you this morning, be careful that you don't always define blessing as material blessing, but it's God's divine favor in our lives. So maybe we need to think of blessing just a little bit differently. This is a Franciscan blessing. I want you to look at this this morning. This is really powerful to me. It's a challenge as you think about blessing. May God bless you with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships so that you may live deep within your heart. That's challenging, isn't it? May God bless you with anger at injustice, 
oppression and the exploitation of people so that you may wish for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless you with enough foolishness to believe that you can make a difference in this world so that you can do what others claim cannot be done. (laughs) A blessing. A blessing, again, is not just about everything I can take in, but it's what the Lord will do to me with what he gives me so that I can be a blessing to others, right? And again, you see that clearly even in that message right there. Often we look for particular blessings, maybe rather than being thankful for the one that God already gives us. And often blessings are conditional, right? If you da-da-da-da-da, then you can expect this. And even in this blessing, we're talking here in Numbers, this comes at the end of the giving of God's law. It's a reminder that God gave the law not to restrict, but to protect and to bless. How many think of laws that way? Think of laws as a blessing? You mean, I want to do this, but the law says I got to do that. The law always always gets in the way of what I want. If we didn't have laws, what would we have? Chaos, and you'd be begging for the blessing of law. It's amazing how freedom and laws coexist. That's kind of a tricky thing, isn't it, right? And yet even the law is blessing. So again, I want you to think about that this morning. The law of God is definitely blessing, but even our law that God gives us is blessing. Consider the source of the blessing. What's, how's the verse start? God tells the priest to tell the people, the Lord will keep you. Right? I mean, I like to be blessed by other people. Uh, Rick was blessing us on Wednesday doing a little cooking, right? Some of us, are, yeah, even Ray did a little cooking on Wednesday, blessing that way. It's good to be blessed that way. It's good to be blessed by your family, right? I think Megan got a few blessings this last week from her family. She may be debating if they're blessings or cursings. I'm not sure, right? Okay. But what the scripture says, the, the prayer here is the Lord bless you. Who has the greatest storehouse of blessing ever? The Lord bless you and keep you, right? The Lord bless you. God is more anxious to bestow his blessings on us than we are to receive them, Augustine. I hope that's not true, but maybe it is. God's desire is for you to know him and to rest in his blessing. So the priests give the blessing, and I think it's again worth noting as you think about this truth too, Jesus is our priest, and he has already blessed us greatly. In Ephesians chapter 1, So Paul writes, he says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. If you know Jesus today, if you've repented of your sins and trusted him, received him into your heart, you're blessed. You are crazy blessed. And that's the truth. Again, even Paul writes in Ephesians that we are blessed. So the first part of the prayer this morning, the first part of the blessing is the Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The second part is the Lord keep you. What's it mean to keep in biblical terms, right? To keep is to provide, to care, to guard, and to protect. Amen. Philippians chapter 4 is one of those famous passages I think that really highlights this. And there Paul writes, he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So what's the first part? This is one of those conditional things here. If you're worried, what do you do? What are you supposed to do? 
You pray, right? If you're anxious, don't be anxious, but instead, that list, that petition, give it to God. But also, what are we giving to God in that verse? It's really important. Thanksgiving. If you really want to understand blessing, you've got to understand gratitude because they go hand in hand. And I can already tell this morning, some of our visitors with us today, they have that gratitude and that is what makes their face just shine, (laughs) right? We've got to have gratitude to understand blessing. Don't be anxious, give your petition. Now look at the next part of that in Philippians chapter four, verse seven, what's the promise? The peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If you look in your King James where it says guard there, it's also the word keep. So that is this same truth. We say the Lord keep you. It's the Lord guard you. The Lord wants to guard your heart. He wants to guard your mind. He's already given you his son to accomplish that in your life. But you've got to give your worry to him. Are you hanging on to your worry today? Yeah. We talked about this last week, right? You've got to let it go every day. Cast your cares on the Lord because why? He cares for you. Same thing, the Lord wants to keep you. Again, the Lord has promised to keep our mind if we will give him our concerns. Nope. Do the lilies? <laughs> nope. Our Father knows what we need. We need to seek his kingdom. All right, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. God delivers a wonderful blessing here that says his glow will be on us. Let's look at a few other quick passages in Psalm chapter 31, verse 14. There the psalmist says, but I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from my enemies and from those who pursue me. Now look at this. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. What happens when people came into the presence of the Lord? When Moses came down from the mountain, what did they have to do to him? They had to cover him up. Because <laughs> he was reflecting so much from being in the glory of God. And yet here is that prayer that the Lord's face would shine on us. And that we would just be radiant with the kindness and the grace of God. Also look again here in Psalms. Turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. And one more. Many are saying, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and their new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. Now, Rick was alluding to, we had a really good Bible study Wednesday night. And we saw a couple of things there. We saw where Jesus said, we need to have the faith like a little child, right? A little child, little children, they have an innocence about them. They have a, a, a trust that's amazing, right? Have you ever seen little children and how they'll trust their parents to do? And sometimes we abuse them in that, don't we? Because <laughs> we know how much they trust us, right? And so we'll take advantage of that. But also we saw that little children have joy. Well, right after we saw the passage about the little children, we also saw where Jesus said, if your right hand offends you, cut it off. If your eye offends you, pluck it out. So we had this really interesting discussion about, well, when are we you know, really to analyze and think about what we're doing? And then one of the comments that came up from our, our group of people there was, well, why don't we have a relationship like, 
like children do. They're not worried about all the rules. They're in love with the people that they know. And that joy follows that love. Even in this passage here, the psalmist says that, that he wants that joy that's greater than the new wine, greater than the grain, greater than the harvest festival. He says, I, I want your face to shine on me. So I want to challenge us this morning. Let the Lord's love bring more joy to us than anything else. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. And here the Lord gracious unto you. Be gracious to means to bestow favor and especially that which is not merited. God's grace is far too great to be a subpoint in this sermon, but <laughs> you, John 3.16 should do pretty well for you if you need some reminders. Also, I want to look over real quick in John chapter 1. Look at this together briefly. John testifies concerning him. He cried out saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Look at this here, the next verse. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. So again, truth rings out that grace comes from God through Jesus. The Lord be gracious unto you. The next one, the Lord lift up his countenance. What's it mean to lift up their countenance? Most of your, well, Greg's countenance is lifted up. Anybody else has got a countenance lifted up this morning? Ray's does. It's kind of days, isn't it? <laughs> right? This is what it literally means. The idea is that the Lord smile upon you, right? Lord smile upon us is that prayer for, for grace there. May the Lord lift his countenance on you. And then may he give you peace. This, this is the final phrase of this priestly benediction. And the Hebrew word for you guys that like those types of things is shalom. You ever heard shalom? Maybe in movies or TV series or something, right? Shalom that literally means peace. Just peace from not having war. It's the peace, a complete peace. Let me read this to you this morning. We'll be finished up here. This is from Billy Strayhorn. He says, this final phrase of the benediction and blessing really turns and sums up everything else in one word, shalom. That's the Hebrew word used here, and it's a whole concept by itself. It means peace, but it means much more than peace, too. It's a peace that encompasses the whole human being. It's a peace that takes in all aspects of life. It's a peace that includes the body, the soul, the mind, and the spirit. And if you turn back and look at all the laws and all the sacrifices needed to make amends when one of the laws is broken, you see they are all really about one thing, and that is making the broken whole again, making peace, all right? It doesn't make any difference if it's a broken body, a broken spirit, a broken relationship, a broken marriage, or a broken relationship with the community. The purpose of the sacrifices was that shalom or wholeness. I think it's significant that the final aspect of this blessing deals with wholeness. This is a member. It reminds us that God is a God who desires wholeness and peace for each of us. And through his son, he offers a way to attain it. And this morning, I want to close with one of my favorite verses of time from Isaiah chapter 53. And it reminds us that Jesus is our peace. Look there together. Isaiah writes and he says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. 
and the chastisement or the punishment that brought us what? Brought us peace was upon him. And by his stripes or by his wounds, we are healed, right? This morning, you guys, we have all been richly blessed, amen? And so this blessing comes down. And I first thing I want to say as we wrap up this morning is this idea that you've got to receive blessing. Anybody here have a hard time receiving blessing? All right. Let me help you out. No, I don't need your help. Let me give you a little, little this here in this situation. No, I can do this by my, I don't, I, I've got this, right? You've got to learn to receive blessing. It means you have to humble yourself, right? This morning, the Lord wants to bless you, but some of you, you've got to humble yourself to receive it. <laughs> but then when you receive the blessing, what are you supposed to do with it? Why was Abraham blessed? Why, why are we blessed? So that we can bless back. So this morning, hear the Lord's blessing that's being prayed over you. Receive it and be grateful for it and then use it to bless others. Receive the blessing, return the blessing to others. All right, finally, last verse again. We're going to finish up where we started. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And that's my prayer for you guys this morning as well. All right, let's stand. We're going to ask Diane if she would to come and play for us just a little bit this morning.